Listener's discretion is advised. the parties who are listening here tonight on this lengthy as Saturday edition of Random Stuff. Yes, I said lengthy because it's beyond my reach. Yes, more than 30 minutes if you know what I mean. Maybe exceeding the 40 minutes even. Who knows? I might get belt whipped. But anyways, we're gonna start with some sports news. Yes, some sports news before we even get to some of the stuff in the you-know-where. Yes, the Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim finally ended its 14-game losing streak after defeating the Boston Red Sox at Anaheim, California, at the Angel Stadium of Anaheim, that is, with the final score of 5-2 thanks to some of the awesomeness of Shohei Otani. Yes, he went seven innings of work and... Hit a two-run homer in the bottom of the fifth inning that helped the Angels win. And you know, some of the Angel fans reacted this way. We won? Yes, you won. And that game was on a Thursday night against the Red Sox. Now, another L.A. team is on the news and the track of the L.A. Dodgers when they beat the Chicago White Sox and evidently won the series after that infamous Tony La Russa moment when Tony La Russa decided to tell the White Sox pitcher to walk intentionally, walk Trey Turner with the count of one ball and two strikes yeah one ball and two strikes and both of the announcing teams from the Dodgers and the White Sox are not too pleased and then Max Muncy ended up hitting the final blow which was the three-run homer that evidently helped the Dodgers win with the final score of 11-9 and after Max Muncy trotted around the bases. 
Max Muncy let his feelings known towards Tony Larusa after he told Larusa to well he said fuck you bitch that's what he said but uh he doesn't want to talk about it in public but he knows what he's saying but anyways let's get to some January 6th news that's right there are some more information that involves Peter Navarro yes Peter Navarro of all people and some other people as well but here it is. The January 6th uh, committee has gotten a lot of information from reluctant witnesses because they've been willing to play a bit of hardball. Take former presidential aide Peter Navarro, seen here pointing to his worst enemy. <laughs> Navarro. That's a good joke. Quality family joke. That ain't fat. Navarro was one of the ringleaders of the attempted coup and we know that because he cleverly confessed the entire plot on national TV. What I show in the In Trump Time book is the, this plan we had called the Green Bay Sweep. The plan was simply this. We had uh, over 100 congressmen and senators on Capitol Hill ready to implement the sweep. The sweep was simply that. We were going to challenge the, the results of the election in the six battleground states. At 1 p.m., Ted Cruz, Senator Ted Cruz, and Gosart, a representative, started the Green Bay sweep beautifully, challenging the results of Arizona. The remedy was for Vice President Pence's, the quarterback in the Green Bay sweep, to remand those votes back to the six battleground states. Green Bay sweep. So Navarro thought he could admit to trying to overturn a fair election on national TV and there'd be no consequences because he gave it a fun nickname? <laughs> officer, officer, you can't arrest me. I didn't do anything illegal. I was just doing a little move I like to call the bebop step stab. A bebop step stab, bebop step stab, 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 stab. Stab, stab, stab. Beep, beep, bop, stab, stab, stab. Stab, 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 stab. The committee thought, here's a crazy idea. Let's subpoena the guy who admitted to planning the crime. Now, Navarro refused to show up to their subpoena. So on Friday, Navarro was indicted and arrested on two counts of contempt of Congress. He was... This upset Navarro, uh, and it also upset Texas Representative Louis Gohmert, seen here suddenly remembering where his fingers have been. <laughs> After learning of Navarro's arrest, Gohmert actually said this. It actually puts an exclamation point on the fact that we have a two-tier justice system. Uh, if you're a Republican, you can't even lie to Congress or lie to an FBI agent or they're coming after you. They're going to bury you. 
Nowadays, you can't even lie to Congress or lie to the FBI or hotwire a car, then drive that car to a bank and grab all the money at gunpoint, then head to the nearest zoo to throw rocks at the pandas. There's just, there's a two-tier justice system. One tier for the people who obey the law and a whole different tier for the people who break the law. How is that fair? Hold still, Ling Ling! Hold still! <laughs> I win them. <laughs> yeah, I saw that. Okay, okay. I have a question here. Does Representative Gomert know what he's talking about? Does he really, really think that if you're a, the rule applies to the Republicans? Huh? You know there's a law that you can't lie to Congress, but it does not only applied to the Republicans, but it's also uh, also applied to the Democrats and basically everyone in the United States. As of this moment, the Republicans who supported Trump are on the temper tantrum mode. And then after Peter Navarro went to jail and such and such, he... Well, let's just say he went on a temper tantrum too. And, you know, he said, he was like, oh, you, you can't do this. Oh, you can't do that. Well, that's what jail is all about. I'll uh, get to that later on for probably next week's episode, but not now. On June 8, 2022, President Joe Biden made a stop to Jimmy Kimmel Live to talk to Jimmy Kimmel himself for the first time as President of the United States. Remember, Joe Biden made his appearance before uh, in 2019. That was his latest appearance when Jimmy Kimmel Live. And the Right Side Network, the Fox News, OAN, Newsmax are obviously on a double standard mode because, well, that's what they are. And Jimmy Kimmel knows it. It's kind of exciting to have the president come visit you at work, uh, but not everyone's thrilled about his appearance here tonight. The folks over at Fox News and the wannabe Fox News juniors are very upset that the president is doing uh, an interview with, of all people, me, while he's in town for the Summit of the Americas. President Biden is going to make his first late-night appearance since taking office. First real interview, actually. But I don't think it's a real interview. He's going to be on Jimmy Kimmel Live. He's going to be cuddly with cuddly liberal Jimmy Kimmel. We're going to put Joe on a comedy show so we can have lots of people laughing when they can't afford the gasoline. They're worried about getting mugged, raped, or killed. Perhaps they feel Kimmel's a fitting place for them. The American public, they're not laughing. The man's a comedian. Yes. He's an activist, a left-wing activist is this guy. So it's better for them to try and put him in front of the man show comedian than it is to let him have a serious, substantive conversation. He's not going to get hit hard, is he? Jimmy Kimmel is going to let him skate. The softest of softball interviews. Joe Biden should be sitting down with Brett Baer or someone who is a serious journalist. The only thing that comes out of this West Coast trip is a fundraiser and an interview with Jimmy Kimmel. And you know who's watching? China. Cool, I guess. China's watching. 
Hey, China, if you really are watching, thanks for making all that great merchandise for TrumpStore.com. It's... But I, I get what they're saying. You know, the president needs to be held accountable. He can't just hide from the people who criticize you. The president needs to get in the box and take the heat and field the tough questions from real, hard-hitting journalists like these. Congratulations on your brand new book, Mr. President. How is our country's first lady doing and how are your She's children? She's doing great. She's a terrific woman. As a young man, do you feel that you were drawn to leadership then the same way in 2016 when you announced? You're keeping an insane schedule seven days a week. You, you really don't stop. Are you moving so quickly that your communications department cannot keep up with yes. you? We want to get to Kanye West. He tweeted that he loves you, that you're his brother. Kanye West is I coming do. to the White House. I do. How does this work? Does he tell you what he wants for lunch? Do you pick what he's going to get for lunch? You came into this job fighting like hell. You have to be very, very excited about what you accomplished, and you accomplished it. You have accomplished so much. What is your advice for a young couple looking forward to a bright America? Do you think the polls are inaccurate purposely? You were very strong at the end of that press conference. As a yeah, father, so you, were, you, were, you were involved in everything. Why Listen are you expecting this. they're going to be fair to no, you? No, but What's your like go-to banger on the Well, box? I have a lot of them. What's the best song to like transition to? Like YMCA to what? Maybe Hold On, I'm Coming. Laura, I love your show. I love your show. I love your show. love your show. How's Melania doing? She's doing fantastically. Do you see a cognitive decline in Joe Biden? Is Biden against God? And if so, how so? How's your golf game these days? What's your advice to Elon Musk, by the way? What do you love about being president? How do you handle all of that? What drives you? Could I ask you one last question? How can we pray yeah. for you? You're at the top of your game. What's your secret? My secret is that I flush all my secrets down the commode. That's my secret, so... Anyway, all those, um... All of my colleagues who are outraged, I'm sending you thoughts and prayers to help get you through this difficult time. Well, Fox News got a Fox News. OAN's got a OAN. And Newsmax got a Newsmax. That's all I gotta say about that. But after this brief ad, we're going to get to listen to Jimmy Kimmel interviewing President Joe Biden in a very new segment after this brief ad. I think I've said that twice already, but stay tuned, folks. Oh, boy. Ron DeSantis claims to be a conservative, but right now he's acting like a liberal bitch. He's raising taxes on a beloved Florida corporation. Say hello to $50 turkey legs. He's using big government to silence our small family business. I guess it's a socialist world after all. You didn't hear this from me. When Ron DeSantis went into the haunted mansion, this loser straight up shit himself. No joke! He got so scared from a children's ride, he made a big old dookie right in his pants! Ha huh? Ron DeSantis is the dumbest motherfucker I know, and I'm friends with a guy named Dopey! Ron DeSantis. Wrong for Florida. Wrong for America. Pooped his pants. I'm Mickey Mouse, and I'll cut a bitch. after this brave ad folks now for the first time ever we're going to introduce a new segment a segment that takes forever this might cause someone to call 911 or 
even worse. It is so long that we may have to destroy the new tallest hour on the planet. And it is so long that I might even have to jump out of the river. So instead, we're just gonna head on down to... Fully Operational Death Star! Yep, that's right. And the reason why we debuted this segment is because of the very lengthy interview between Jimmy Kimmel and 46th President of the United States, Joe Biden. Yep, that's right. The Eagle has landed in Los Angeles, California after... Joe Biden hosted the summit in Los Angeles and he took a visit to Jimmy Kimmel Live to inter- to be interviewed by Jimmy Kimmel as President of the United States. Now, if you don't want to listen to it, fine. That's okay. But anyways, for the rest of you, here is the full interview of President Joe Biden and Jimmy Kimmel. By my wife, Jimmy. Your, your wonderful, the wonderful first lady is here tonight. Your... Hello. How nice, how nice that the first lady came along. Oh, she did. She just made the commencement speech at Los Angeles Community College. Yes. Oh, by the way, I'm nice. Jill Biden's husband. She's right there. <laughs> Welcome. It's wonderful to have you here. Good to be back, Jimmy. I thought maybe you wanted me to just stay on Fox all the time. (laughs) You know, they're very concerned that I might not ask you serious questions, so I don't want you to... Oh, they really ask serious questions. Yeah, right. (laughs) I don't want to upset them at all. Do you mind if I ask you some serious questions? Because this is, um, unfortunately... Not at all. I never mind having a conversation with someone really smart. Well, uh, Guillermo, maybe you need to take over. I will. We uh, we were here in September of 2019, and one of the things we talked about at length was gun violence. And you said that we need to do something about this gun violence, particularly when it comes to our schools. And here we are, a couple years later, we're halfway through this year already. There have been, what, 27 shootings at schools? I guess, I mean, just to get into it, why haven't we done anything about this? Well, I think uh, a lot of it's intimidation uh, by the NRA. And uh, Look, this is not your father's Republican Party. This is a, a MAGA party. It's a very different, a, a very different Republican Party. And, uh, and so you find people who uh, are worried, I believe, that if they vote for rational gun policy, they're going to be primaried and they're going to they're lose in a hard right Republican primary. Is that your take when you speak to these guys and women behind the scenes that they are, is there any honesty? Do they acknowledge that they would like to do something? Well, I think many of them do. Uh, You know, I get in trouble for saying this, but uh, I get on, uh, we have very different views on a lot of things, but I, uh, I've always had a straight relationship with, uh, with the majority, with the Republican leader, Mitch McConnell. You know, he's a guy that when he says something, he means it. I disagree with a lot of what he says, but he means it. There are a number of... Like when he said, we can't confirm a Supreme Court justice with a year left. That's right. And then said the opposite. Well, 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 no, what he did, I mean, look, he's a a leader of, of a party that's moved very hard right. 
And so in order to get anything done, he, uh, he has a different problem than he did early on before Trump became president. It seems like maybe the party has moved hard right, but I don't know that the people have moved they hard have. right. They because have. people overwhelmingly believe we should have serious background checks. The they thing. overwhelmingly. <laughs> Look, Jimmy, you may remember, the last time we did something serious about guns was when I passed the assault weapons ban. I was the guy that sponsored that, got it passed, limiting the number of bullets that could be in a magazine, whole background checks, a whole range of things. And we passed. And violent crime and gun crime dropped off. But it, I could only get it passed for 10 years. It had to be reauthorized. And when the first Bush administration came along, they didn't reauthorize it. We didn't have the votes. And so what happened was, all of a sudden, it came back. You could own assault weapons again. And guess what? Crime went up significantly, three times. I mean, so there is a direct correlation between the kinds of weapons that can be had. Look, I, I met with every single family member of all those kids who were killed and the teachers killed out in, 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 down in Uvalde, Texas. And um, they stayed with me for almost four hours, over 200 of them, meaning family and extended family. And the stories they told and the pain you could see on their faces, it just made you, uh, I mean, it, it, it just, it leaves such a... Shouldn't we demand that every senator in the United States sit with those families? Well, the answer is... I think we, we, we should make the demand. Here's what has to happen. All of you folks, and I hope, for, and I'm not being facetious when I say this, hope the Republicans here as well. You've got to make sure that this becomes a voting issue. It's got to be one of those issues where you decide your position on the issue, senator or candidate for House or Senate, on what we're going to do on us with assault weapons and how have to have, maybe they'll have 300 rounds in a magazine. And mag I mean... What you say on those things is going to determine how I'm going to vote for you. It should be one of those issues. You're right. It is our fault that people in the House and Congress can take responsibility for it, but it is our fault because we need to stop this. We need to do it. Well, we did last time, as I said, and it, and it expired in 2004. Can't and, you and issue an executive order? Trump passed those out like Halloween candy. Yes, sir. It, well, it, I isn't that something that could happen? Well, I, I, I have issued executive orders within the power of the presidency to be able to deal with these, everything having to do with guns, gun ownership, whether or not you have to have a waiting, but all, all the things are within my power. But what I don't want to do, and I'm not being facetious, I don't want to emulate Trump's abuse of the Constitution and constitutional authority. And, and so, and I mean that sincerely, because I often get asked, look, the Republicans don't play it square. Why do you play it square? Yeah. Well, well, guess what? If we do the same thing they do, our democracy will literally be in jeopardy. Well, I mean, yeah. not a joke. And I, I understand that argument, but also it's like you're playing Monopoly with somebody who, you know, won't pass go and won't follow any of the rules. And how do you ever make any progress if they're not following the rules? Well, you've got to send them to jail, uh, you know. <laughs> there's that little box in there. Directly to jail? <laughs> I think a lot of Democrats are frustrated because, you know, we got out and voted. Um, we won the House, the Senate, um, the White House, obviously. And still we have had made 
very little progress as far as I'm concerned when it comes to guns, obviously, uh, reproductive rights, voting rights, climate change, the, all these things. And in some ways, we've, we've moved backwards. Well, in climate change, we've actually made some real moves. I mean, we have, we have you know, one in seven of the, all the changes that have taken place in terms of solar, wind, and and, and, and wind pumps, and I mean, uh, pumps and like, uh, have occurred in the last 18 months. We've moved, and there's an opportunity with the process we have dealing with energy to be able to gradually move more rapidly than we have been to alternatives. For example, electric vehicles. Jimmy, when I got elected, I, you know, I've pushed electric vehicles for the last, I don't know, God knows how long. Well, I had, I had a, a, a conversation with the chairman of the board of General Motors, Mary Berry, and, uh, um, and she, she was suing California, remember, and for a day because your standard was too high. Right. Said. Well, guess what? We had a conversation. I got a call from her about three days, four days later. She dropped the suit and committed she's going to go all electric in the entire General Motors line. And by 2035, by 2030, going 50% yeah, it's amazing. Well, it is, no, but it really is. And then Ford came along and did the same thing. So we're on a path, and, and what is the successor to Chrysler is doing the same thing. We're moving in directions that are being slow. Look, we won. I won by, I got 81 million votes, um, more than anybody's ever gotten. Because, and thank you for those who helped me. But, but what's happened to me is, you know, we still only ended up with 50 senators. Which means that we have 50 presidents. And two of them are kind of um, on uh, iffy, I think, uh, well, at best. Here, here's the thing. It's interesting. You know, one, one of the things that's causing problems is that people think it's the Democratic Party that's so divided and the problem. The problem is we have 48 out of 50 senators vote with me 95% of the time, more than any president's gotten that kind of support from their, from their constituency. But we only have 50. And you can't get even two, three, four Republicans to vote. Look what's happening now with regard to everything from the way they talk about this potential decision from the Supreme Court. I mean, it's going to be, it's awful. What do we do about well, that? I well, mean, what do we do? And what well, do you say to Joe Manchin, Kristen Sinema, what do you say to them when well, you get them on the telephone? Well, what I say to them is, and by the way, they agree on a lot of these proposals relating to everything from, from choice all the way to... I would hope so. Well, yeah, yeah. I, I know, but it's not like they are there 80% of the time. The pace that they're not there is Joe's not there on a lot of the things having to do with the climate and the environment because he comes from cold country and, and he has a different view. Um, and uh, Kristen is not always there in terms of the tax policies. Look, here's where we are. We have the fastest growing economy in the world. The world. The world. We have 8.6 million new jobs just since I got in office. Unemployment rates down to 3.6%. We've reduced the deficit last year by $320 billion. This year, we're going to reduce it by $1.7 trillion. Trillion dollars. Right. And so we're the strongest economy, and that's allowed us at least to stay on top of and a little bit ahead of what's happening around the world. Second thing is, look, Inflation is the, is, is, the, is the bane of our existence. Inflation is mostly in food and in gasoline at, yeah. at the pump. That's what kills you, because it's well, a little billboard 
telling everyone every, how expensive but, everything but, is. If Donald Trump leaves one of those Sharpies over for you, you could maybe change the price on that, uh, you know. Bob, we, we could. Yeah. But, here, but, 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 but here's the deal. You know, my dad used to say every, every family is a little bit of breathing room. If you take and look at all the costs that a family has on a monthly basis, it also includes health care, prescription drugs, child care, all those things. What I'm proposing we get, and I think we can get it done, I'm proposing that we, in fact, reduce the cost of those things. Why should anybody, anybody of you in the audience know anybody who has to take insulin every month because they have sure. type 1 diabetes, type 2 diabetes? Well, guess what? They're charging as high as a thousand bucks a month in some places, average $647 a month on average. Well, if I pass what I want to get done, which we can do, and we can do it relatively easy, it's not going to cost more than $35 a month. It costs these companies. No, no, I'm not. This is not, as our friends on Fox would say, socialism. This is very practical. They have, it costs 10 bucks to make a vial. So charging $35 gives them, you know, a significant profit. They don't need, for example, our oil companies. Oil companies, instead of everybody says, well, Biden won't let them drill. They have, they have 9,000 drilling sites that they've already owned that are there. They're not doing it. You know why? Because they make more money not drilling and buying back their own stock. It's all screwed up, no, and that's the it, thing. It's well, that. it is screwed up, but we are only a few votes away from being able to straighten it out. We have to get the message across in a way that is understandable to people like the folks in my family we grew up. Tell people what the, what, 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 just what the facts are. And the facts are that this, this isn't anything about, so this is about building the economy. When I ran, I said, I want to build a new economy. No more trickle-down from the bottom up and the middle out, because when the middle does well, everybody does well. The wealthy do very, very well. The idea, there are 54 major corporations in America made $40 billion last year and don't pay a penny in taxes. Not a penny. How many of you think the tax code is fair anywhere along the line here? How many? No, I'm not being facetious now. I'm being deadly earnest. They don't pay a penny. I don't. So if we had a minimum tax of 15%, just on this year, I mean, minimum 15. It doesn't hurt them at all. They make a lot of money still, and we can raise a lot of money to make sure that child care doesn't cost you 1400 bucks a month. To make sure. But this all makes perfect sense. And the fact that this makes sense is why it doesn't make sense and why it seems so crazy and that we have so many problems and that Maybe it's just that Americans aren't as knowledgeable as they should be. Or maybe there's a, uh, a, a Death Star pumping false information into our Fox, brains. Fox, right? Or, yeah, or, maybe, or maybe it's always been this way. I mean, here in L.A., what, like, like you know, a small fraction of people voted uh, in the primary yesterday. And then everybody wants to complain about everything. And it's just, it, it's enough already. And I think you need, need to start yelling at people is really what well, I think. Well, here's what I think. Look, think about this. Look what impact the pandemic has had on people. It has had enormous impact, negative impact. Think of just, think of just your kids. How many of them got to go to a prom? How many had a graduation that got celebrated? How many of how much has changed in terms of the relationships between people and how they interact with one another? I mean, so much has changed. And we need, 
Vivek Murthy, the Surgeon General, talks about the need for significant mental health proposals relating to people who are feeling not knowing where they're going, not knowing how, how to respond, not knowing how to act. And so there's a lot we can do. But the bottom line is, I think, that we've seen such a radical shift in one party and the ability of that party to that minority of the ma- the MAGA yeah. folks. It's like we're living control. in two countries at once. Yeah, and, and it's so, like you but, can be you can you but can. But I've, be, never, I've never been more optimistic in my life. So tell you why. I, why are you so optimistic? No, it I, makes no sense. No, it does. <laughs> Look at the kids. Look at the young people. Best educated, least prejudiced, most giving generation in American history. Turn on the television. No, I'm serious. You turn on the TV, look at the ads. When's the last time you saw biracial couples on TV? When's the last time you saw the way, I mean, people are selling products. They do ads to sell products and they sell products when people, they appeal to people. This generation is going to change everything. We just got to make sure we don't give up. There's an ability for us to do everything from increase the the, the access to education, health care. Look what we did in health care. All, all the talk about it. I was able to reduce people's bills about 400 bucks a month. It has changed and, people's lives for the better. No, no so, question about it. So there's a it. lot of major things we've done. But what we haven't done is we haven't been able to communicate it in a way that is... Uh, um, let me say another way. Well, see, that's kind of perfect. Yeah, well, we haven't been able to communicate but it. But look how life. the press has changed. Mm-hmm. Look how the press is. It has changed. Oh, listen, it's, it's, I, I get it. I know you get you overstand it. Yeah. You don't just understand it. You overstand it. <laughs> but here's the deal. One of the things is that it's very difficult now to have a um, even with, with notable exceptions, even the really good reporters, they have to get the number of clicks on on the on nightly news. Mm-hmm. So instead of asking a question, anyway, it just everything gets gets sensationalized in ways that, but I'm convinced we can get through this. We have to get through it. And one of the things, look. I'm going to take a break, and then we'll talk a little bit more, I don't if you don't mind. You. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. We have some of those commercials. I, I, um, just, a, just a process question. When you have sensitive documents that you need to flush down the toilet, do you do that? Is, he, is that done in your office toilet, or is that done in the bathroom, in the personal bathroom area? Oh, I call Trump. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> I haven't. <laughs> you know, everybody talks about, you know, sensitive documents and the like. I, I don't destroy anything. But one of the things that I spent more time with Xi Jinping than anybody, any other head of state. And I'd always be, when I traveled them 17,000 miles, spent 78 hours of them, they tell me, all told. And uh, we'd have, I'd have a consecutive interpreter and he'd have one. And the difference between when I would do that and others would do it, I always handed in all my notes. <laughs> You got to hand in your notes. Hand in my notes. It's, you learn that in, we learn that in school, That's theoretically. Right. Uh, Roe versus Wade. Boy, these things just keep coming at you, don't they? I mean, there's no, you, you have not had an easier, what a terrible job you have. I mean, <laughs> what, a, I'm glad you're doing it, but boy, oh boy, does this seem well, like a bad you know, gig. It's, uh, I think if the, if the court overrules Roe v. Wade and does what it's, yeah draft what we fear they will well if that occurs i think we have to we have to legislate it we have to make sure we pass 
legislation making it a, a law that is the federal government says this is how it works. In another situation where most of the country is on the same page, something like 64 percent of Americans do not want to see Roe v. Wade overturned. And it's just going to be the beginning, by the way. You know, there used to be a, a, a case called Connecticut versus Griswold. Oh, it? I'm very familiar with it. Well, well you no, know, I'm not, I'm no, but all, but all kidding aside. Is that from the National Lampoon Vacation yeah, movie? It is. <laughs> but Connecticut versus Griswold said that you could not use contraception in the privacy of your own bedroom because in the Constitution there was no right to privacy. And so they could outlaw, and if you use contraception, it was against the law. You couldn't purchase contraception. And, you know, there's a whole range of things that are at stake here when we talk about eliminating Roe v. Wade and all its all the Same-sex marriage. It. I mean, it's just ridiculous, in my view. And I don't think the country will stand for it, but I think what we're going to have to do, there's some executive orders I could employ, I, we believe we're we're looking at that right now, but I want to keep I want to keep employing. But look, it's clear that if in fact the decision comes down the way it does, and these states impose the limitations they're talking about, it's going to cause a mini revolution. They're going to vote a lot of these folks out of office. We got to keep it focused on if some, if you if they overrule where we wait, and the state in California won't do it, but other states say that you cannot do the following and so it's a law you can't cross the border you can't all all the things that some states have and you got to make sure that you vote you got to vote and let people know exactly what the devil you think and we change it yeah we have to vote for people who are fighting for this country and not just reacting to these horrible things because we should have done something about gun violence a long time ago the climate it's something we could all look back at these days and go, oh, my God. But we have made we... some progress there. There's 560,000. Some, some. But, but it's moving. It's moving. My mother used to say, out of everything bad, something good will come if you look hard enough for it. So the, re the reduction on the use of oil also increases the need to find alternatives. Mm -hmm. yeah. And I'm, that's why I'm going over to the quote, G7, the seven largest economies in the world, and meeting in, uh, in Germany in a couple weeks. Well, we're looking uh, hard for the good things, and we're glad you're looking hard for the good things, too. We can do this. This All is right. the United States of America. We can do it. I hope you're right. I really mean it. I mean it. Well, that was the full-length interview between Jimmy Kimmel and the current President of the United States, Joe Biden. And obviously, the people from Fox News are as pissed as hell, as I've said earlier in this Saturday edition of Random Stuff. But who cares, according to Jimmy Kimmel? It gives him confidence, as some people may say. Now, after this brief ad, we are going to go to a musical segment. Yes, we're going to get to listen to a song, so stay tuned, folks. When you need to refuel after a workout, you drink Gatorade. And when you need to recover without sugar, you drink G-Zero. And when you need to rehydrate, after you ball your eyes out watching the series finale of This Is Us, you drink Gatorade Chardonnay, the only wine from Gatorade for This Is Us fans. Filled with boozy electrolytes that'll help you fuel up after breaking down. Gatorade Chardonnay. Please don't leave us, Pearson. Come on, we miss you!
be back after this brief ad, folks. Now let's get to some music as we get to listen to a Australian band named Little River Band. Here is their performance, aka the live version of their 1979 hit Lonesome Loser. Here they are, Little River Band. Have you heard about the lonesome loser Beaten by the queen of hearts every time Have you heard about the lonesome loser He's a loser but he still keeps on trying Yeah. 
And that was Little River Band with their hit Lonesome Loser. Now, after this brief ad, we're going to wrap up this Saturday edition of Random Stuff. So don't go anywhere, folks. Stay tuned. Hi, everybody. 19 years ago, I introduced the world to Dr. Oz. He made more than 60 appearances on my show. I made him a household name. I f***ed up. Holy did I f*** up. I just wanted him to teach us what our poop should look like. My focus is to do what President Trump endorsed me to do. And now he's a first-class head. Do you want to fire Fauci? I thought that would get you worked up. Oprah, sorry, everybody. I owe you each a candle and fuzzy pair of slippers. I'm really sorry. I'm Oprah Winfrey, and I approve this message. We still have gay! Folks, that is it for this lengthy-ass Saturday edition of Random Stuff. Be sure to tune in tomorrow for maybe less than 30 minutes because if I don't get less than 30 minutes, I might get get my ass whipped by a belt. So, good night. <laughs>